Welcome back. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne and this is Inside Exec. And today we are recording episode 199. And we thought because we've got something special organised for the 200th episode, we thought that we would take this opportunity to give you a little bit of feedback on what it's been like for us over the, the past five years. Because we started recording in June 2015. And that came after a long period of discussion, years and years and years, <laughs> talking to one another about, yes, we should do something together. We, we, as many of you know, we worked together a long time ago in the late 70s, early 80s. We worked a little bit together in the ensuing years for a while, but we travelled very different paths. We stayed in contact more on a personal level than on a work level and then came back together and a little bit, I think, because of the stage we were at in our lives of having a bit more freedom to concentrate on things that we would like to do to give back to our work communities rather than the actual work itself, that we were looking at ways that, that we could do that. And we talked, as I said, a lot about doing something together. And when we'd worked together in the past, it'd been very specific projects and very specific outcomes. My path had embraced a lot more technology than Fuliana's had. That's <laughs> almost, I almost was able to say it with a straight face. And so I had been introduced to podcasts very early in their introduction. And, and for many of you, you will understand that, that five years in the podcast industry is a long time because podcasts, when we started, were very new and there wasn't a, a whole lot around. And so I suggested it. We talked about it and we talked about it. And then eventually I just said, no, we're going to start. We're going to do it. And this is how we're going to do it. And this is when we're going to do it. And this is what we'll talk about. And Fuliana, to her credit, took it on. And she also organised our very first range of invited guests because we knew that although we had a lot to offer, there were people who would enhance the offering that we had. And so the format was that we would talk about items and we would have guests from time to time that we thought could give a little bit more to our listening audience. The things that we talked about were we wanted to base it on our experience, on things that we had lived through, worked through in our working lives so that we could give you, the listeners, a sense that you were not alone, that the issues that you were facing were issues that we had either faced ourselves or had watched being faced or we had a guest who could talk to you about the issues that you were facing. In that 199 episodes, it's a commitment that we've made. We have personally and individually gone through a whole lot of changes, a whole lot of challenges in our work lives and in our personal lives and we have maintained that commitment to give you a weekly podcast as much as we can. Now, obviously, there are some weeks where we haven't had a podcast and there have been reasons for that. But essentially, over that period of time, we have maintained a regular output of something that you can listen to in 10 to 15 minutes. I know there's been a few that have been quite much longer and that's because the content has been such that I didn't want to break it up when I was doing the editing. But that's probably enough for me. I, I can actually see her on the video screen when, when we're recording this. She started to move around in the chair, so I think it's time that I stopped talking and, and she started speaking. <laughs> it's actually good to reflect back to the beginning because I found that I didn't know what podcast meant and what it does. 
I didn't think it was something for me to participate in simply because I thought, who would listen to that? And there's much uh, more qualified and much more eminent people, I guess, who can address those. And it's absolutely true. It's a, well, you do coaching and mentoring. So being our experience with the people who choose to listen. The other selling factor was for me is to say, stop worrying about how you sound. People don't want to hear, they can switch off. They don't have to. <laughs> and the other one is, is how people are everywhere over the years. And as you get older, you have a network of people who are not just in one country, not in one state. With podcasting, time difference is irrelevant because people will just get on when they want to get on and people will listen to the bits they're interested in. So that's how it started. And I'm really, really thankful for that because just to share with you what I learned looking back is if you know someone that like in, in this case, Kim for me was somebody I valued as a person and as a friend. In that sense, I felt that, and we had shared values. We want to give back. We're not here to sell anything. We're not here to do anything other than to say to people, we're sharing our experience. If it helps you, that's great. To me, that, that is, I guess, the foundation and the key about who you work with and how the journey would last. And then getting guests to come on the show was absolutely mind-blowing because people were just equally as passionate and as generous in coming and sharing their experience with our listeners. And the, the listeners just grew all over the place and, and globally. To me, that wasn't a measure of our success. It's a measure of learning that people value real-life experiences and everybody got something they can offer. And if somebody is there to take it, then we shouldn't be worried about how we sound or all that. The, the other one, again, and I was very lucky in that technically I had no chance, but, <laughs> but because Kim did, so the complementation of each other in that regard was really good. She could do things I couldn't. We had different networks, so we brought everything to the party and everything, as you can see from the different episodes and from the guest list, it's very, very varied. I think it's really good to talk about what is it you're trying to achieve? What's the outcome and how do you measure your success? For us, it wasn't about competition. We are not competing with each other. We're not competing with anyone else either. We're not trying to have the highest number of listeners. We're not trying to be the most liked. We're not trying to be anything than give something and whoever will find it useful, we're happy about. That is interesting as a concept when you think about how we work today is that we, we and I wrote a, a piece just this week about living to a plan. And so living to a plan is not about necessarily having the G word, not having the goals. Yeah. I've said it, see, 199 episodes and I've said it three times. <laughs> and how do I know I've said it three times? Because I count. <laughs> but it's not about setting those targets for yourself. It's not about, like, when I say living to a plan, it's living to a plan of what I can contribute. Because when I contribute, regardless of how it is, I feel like I've done something. And if I work to a target, yes, I've completed that, but there's nothing after that. 
Whereas if you work to contribute, however it is, there's always something more. There's always something else you can do. There's always another group that you can speak to. There's always another group of executives that are coming up that haven't faced this problem or need help with that problem. When you focus on contribution rather than targets, then it gives you momentum to keep going. And particularly in this environment where we're working remotely, we're working very differently to the way we have before. And you'll hear in our 200th episode, a lot of our guests have sent us in suggestions for what they think are the most important things that managers should be looking at at the moment. But so many of them are talking about being adaptable to change, knowing your team, looking after your mental health, all those sorts of things. I've found probably in the last 12 to 18 months that if I focus more on contribution than I do on targets, still have the targets, but they're not the focus. The focus for me is the contribution. And that's what gets me up in the morning. That's what pushes me forward. That's what makes me try the things that I wouldn't normally try. And I'm not, I, I understand the technology, but I still get bamboozled by it. I still get to a point where if I'm on a Zoom call, and the sound goes, as it did about half an hour ago, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to look. I'll press a whole lot of buttons. There are still challenges every day in the way we're working and what we're doing. And if we can bring our experience to you and help you along that path as well and make you think about things a little bit differently, take on the challenge that we present of, of the way we think and the way we do things. Now, Fuliana and I don't do things the same. We don't agree on, on things. And you've heard us not agree on things in this podcast, but they're not deal breakers. It's just a matter of, well, I think differently because I've lived this experience, but it's not about making someone else think the same way as you. And that's not what this podcast is about. We're not asking you to think the same way. We're not asking you to do things the way we suggest. What we are asking you to do is think about it. Think about this approach. Think about that approach. Think about what this person said. Same goes for the guests we've had. Now, we've had a lot of guests over that period of time. Some I've enjoyed more than others, I will say, and some have really inspired me to take on the ideas that they've talked about. And others, I think, well, you, know, you, you, you come from a different corporate environment. That's just not where I am. It's just not what I want to think about. And not discounting the message, but thinking about the message and saying, well, no, there's nothing in there that I can feel is of use to me. Don't we do that every day? Don't we do that every day? When we walk along the supermarket shelves, don't we look at things that are on the supermarket shelves and we look at the baked beans and say, mm, yeah, I understand the baked beans are probably good for you, but they're not for me. Now, we make those decisions every day about everyday life. We need to ensure that that thinking process carries us through into the corporate life as well, regardless of how you're living your corporate life at the moment, that you still have a thought process that because you're out of the environment that you were comfortable in before, and we've had a period of time now where there was discomfort, where there was excitement, where there was change, all of those things. And now I, I feel in the people that I speak to that we're getting into a bit of complacency. Oh, we work this way, you know, so there'll always be tomorrow. I don't have to get dressed today, particularly because I'm going to work this way. It's just a matter of ensuring that the thinking process is still happening. So it's just about the, the thinking process. And I think that all along, all of that time that we've been doing these podcasts, we, what we have wanted to impart is that you think about your thinking. 
that we provide you with all of the, the ways that you might want to think about looking at an issue, a case study, a problem, a, an opportunity. We'll bring in the guests to give you a, a bit of a feel about what they do. Our message is to think about how you're thinking. We have a, a great saying that's up on, on the wall here that says the problem is not the problem. The problem is how you look at the problem. Yep, that's very true. Very true. I think one thing that uh, I've always believed and this whole participation in podcasting made it even stronger for me is continuous learning. Mm -hmm. I really believe no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter what your passion is, continuous learning is something that makes us think again, think differently, learn from others, learn from ourselves, from our own experience, learn from everywhere. And what I've found is that that came loud and clear from me learning from the participants, the listeners, the guests, and vice versa. And they're learning from each other. And it has been interesting too, when we, the feedback, we should talk about the feedback that we've had. Yes. have had feedback. We've definitely known which guests you liked more than others, which yeah. ones you felt were, even if you weren't able to use their advice, that you felt yeah. were good to listen to, had interesting topic to talk about. We've also had you talk to us about the things that are worrying you that you would like us to talk about. That's putting your hand up for assistance and mm -hmm. that's making yourself vulnerable because even though we wouldn't use names and we won't make it so that, that the, the issue is identifiable, it still could be a worry for you in a corporate sense. So we really do value those people who have taken that leap of faith and asked us to look at some issues that they might be having in the workplace and to talk through what we would do in those situations. And we know that those case studies have been very valuable to people. And they're good for us as well because we can talk about the theory and we can talk about, you know, we've come up with, a list of topics for each time we do recordings and we get on a bit of a roll. We record once a month and so we'll do four or five sessions. We'll go into podcasts in that one recording time. The first one is usually just feeling our way and thinking about how we would express ourselves. The second and third ones are usually the ones where we, we talk a bit longer and we, we might disagree about things or we go off topic and yeah, we have to hear about what Morgana's cooking for lunch today. and Sometimes get edited out and sometimes I'll leave that in. And the opportunity for us to think about real life situations, and particularly for me because I'm not as involved in the day-to-day -day corporate world as Morgana is in, with her mentoring. So mine is a, a different association with corporate life. It's interesting for me in that sense to be able to think about a particular issue and go back to a time when I was managing day-to-day -day in a corporate environment and say, well, what would I would have done? If this came across the desk this morning, what would my reaction have been? That's good for me. And, and as Fulana has just said, that that's about learning. It's about me continuously thinking about situations that are happening now in the business world that I might not necessarily be exposed to. It gives the podcast a dimension that we hadn't envisaged when we first started. And certainly when we first started, we didn't think that we'd get to 100, let alone 200, because we thought, well, we talked about everything. And then each month there'd be, oh, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And even the topics that we've gone back to and talked about a second or a third time are topics where that was warranted, where, where we needed to explore it a bit further, talk about it from a different angle, talk about it in terms of today's corporate environment, because 
we could talk about everything we talked about five years ago, we could start talking about again today because it's very different today to what it was five years ago. But there's no need for us to go back over things over and over again, unless we feel like we can give you a little bit more dated information or, or a new approach, or we've changed our minds completely and now we don't think that goals are necessary anymore and we only... Never, never, never. never. <laughs> No, it's only semantics, but I <laughs> The other thing that I like to share is the feedback that we've got from our listeners in relation to learning and the parallels in different industries. Mm-hmm. So, again, kind of you know it instinctively, but when it's highlighted is whether you're working in finance, whether you're working in construction, whether you're working in retail marketing, whether you're working in aviation, whether you're working in retail, just straight out retail, mechanical retail, all the contribution and the feedback that we've got, it's actually you can apply it in different situations because at the end of the day, the most powerful thing is about people and the people, how you interact with people, how to, you listen to them, how you value them, how nobody can do everything themselves. So no matter where you're working, whether you're a team member, whether you're a manager, or you're an aspiring leader, or you're the head of the organization, that came loud and clear. And it was quite encouraging because people learn from experience and definitely been exciting for us to share all of that as well. And encouraging to know that I'm learning from one person and without betraying any confidentiality or sensitive information, you're sharing that instinctively by how a situation was resolved or how people reacted. So there's more than one way to look at things and and to think differently. We're seeing that more and more now, given the current environment, of course, but certainly over the last five years, it's been loud and clear. Without making this sound like it's a pat on the back episode, what we're trying to do is encourage you to continue to learn, to continue to find the medium that works best for you in that learning sense. So so podcasts might only be one of the ways that you continuously learn. You might find it, and as much as podcasts have grown, so has what is available on YouTube or other video broadcasters as well. There's all those ways that you can take in information. A lot more books are available now as read to you books, so the audible style of things. So if you haven't got time to sit down and actually read a physical book or that's not the way you learn best, you can actually listen to a book being read and take in the information. You know, some of those management books and the management style books are quite famous in their own right and, and for good reason, but you haven't got time, you don't think, to sit down and actually read a book. And, and for, for some of us, it's as the eyes get less focused with the years, it can be a comfortable place to sit down and read where there's good lighting and, and the books themselves, the printed version are, are printed too small or, or whatever else it is, that it's easier for you to listen to a book. Or you might not ever have tried that before. And you don't, you know, even though you listen to us as a podcast, you might not really know whether you would like a book being read to you try it try it if that's a way that you you could learn i know that with the public speaking stuff i will offer that in every way i can because i know people learn differently as we've talked about before transfers so easily into the business environment 
It mm. doesn't matter if you're used to, you know, in our day, it was always the inter-office memo and there was actually layout that you had to use for inter-office memo. This was before email, before anything else in technology-wise that has taken over. Some people take in the information in the written format, then that's the best way they do it. For some, that's, that just doesn't happen. You know, they'll read something totally different into a written message than the message that you were hoping to give. So you've got to do the voice message. You've got to do a bit of a, a, a video. And probably the best example of that is how many times, maybe that's only my experience, do you get something new that doesn't have any instruction book or has an instruction leaflet and you just don't look at the, the paper instructions and you go straight to YouTube and you say, how do I use yeah. whatever it is? Because you want someone to show you. So your learning modality is visual rather than auditory. Learn what it is. And there might be different for different activities. So learn what your learning modality is. Find the resources that are going to help you with that. Because really what the reason we do this, the bottom line reason we do this is so that we can contribute to your growth, to your learning, because that helps us. And by you contributing to asking us to cover topics or asking for a certain person to come as a guest or whatever, that will be good because that's helping other people also. It's helping other people enjoy different topics and listening differently. So your contribution and being part of the podcast in whatever format is, is always welcome. And just on the guest, we will in, in the next episode thank the guest that we've had. But in terms of the guest, we took a leap of faith ourselves okay. just over 12 months ago and we utilised the service. I, I get a weekly email from a place that manages people who are interested in being podcast guests as well as podcast management themselves. And so they promote podcasts or they offer you guests we put our hand up and we said, well, we're interested in being promoted as a, a podcast. And as a result of that, we were flooded, literally flooded with people who wanted to contribute. And then we had to go through on paper and choose the ones that we would invite to be participants. But what I did out of that exercise was all of the ones who were unsuccessful in that recruitment phase, for want of a better term, I wrote to them. And I said, I'm sorry on this occasion, the match of what you've got to offer with what we talk about is not there. But what we're going to do is we're going to put your details on our website so that if our listeners reading through that want to hear you, then they will tell us and we will be back in touch. And it was an interesting exercise for me to do. And I want you to think about it in terms of recruitment because what I got out of that filtering was that about two-thirds of them actually responded and said thank you and you know, it's really nice to it's really nice to get a response of any kind let alone one that gave us that opportunity to promote ourselves now we didn't get any listeners who said no can we listen to this person but we did get a couple of the guests that we had who had seen the list of people who didn't make the cut and said, oh, that person, that person, you must hear that person. And so it was an interesting path that we followed in that choosing the guests, that we actually got referrals from other guests. And we're more than happy to pursue any referral that you send us, even if it's someone you don't know, even if it's someone that you just like to hear, even if it's someone famous, I don't care who it is. And oftentimes all they need is to be asked. And I've heard this in other podcasts that I've listened to in other podcasts that I do. 
that they thought, oh no, we'll never be able to get that person on. They'll be too busy. They'll be too this and that. And it's a bit like for me, no one brings me flowers. No one sends me flowers because they're too worried that I'll I'll be critical of what gets sent. You know, it's like a chef never gets invited to dinner because they're <laughs> worried about cooking for the chef. These people are busy and successful bit for a reason because they work at it but it doesn't mean that they don't want to talk about how they got there some don't but a lot of them do a lot of them want to share the struggle they had the feeling that they still waiting for someone to tap them on the shoulder and say how we found you out you know you really don't deserve to be here so all of the issues that we have uh, they have as well they're still people it is interesting and it is rewarding for them and for us to be able to make that connection so please if you've got guests that you would like to hear you would like to hear us talk with then let us know i'd just like to quickly summarize this some of the things that i felt were important for us to continue on this journey as a partnership in podcasts talked about we have shared values we really respect each other's strength we actually respond to each other we complement each other where we need to and we support each other when we need to and it works really well being willing to go ahead even if you're uncomfortable because you trust the other person so i gave you the example earlier there's many many examples like that i can't see where we're going with this i don't feel comfortable about it but i trust that kim does so i'll just go along and see what happened. Then I can form up my own mind and change directions or whatever. So when you're working with someone, whether it is in a corporate or in a a small business or or whatever, just treat each other like human beings and remember why you got together in the first place. What is that shared value and what's the expected outcome? And for us, it's easy simply because we're on the same page as far as the fundamental is concerned. The rest is different styles and different skills and they work really well and yes we do have our jokes we do have our arguments we do have our disagreements but we absolutely well for me definitely enjoy the whole experience and i know i think it, that's very true i don't have anything to add it's the same mm-hmm. for me it's about that shared experience and about the growth that happens and about the contribution. For me, it's all about contribution. I know that from the feedback and just generally from how I feel after I've done a session, yes, I'm tired after after we've done a recording session. It's exhausting having to banter with Poyana for a bit of half hours. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not one of her family. I haven't grown up being used to this. <laughs> but it is an important part of my working life these days because I do feel like it has purpose. And if you're working somewhere where you feel like there is a purpose, then it's not work. It's just about making the best of every day. Yeah. We might leave it there because we've talked long and hard enough for episode 199. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne, and this is Inside Exec.